This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're listening to Tremendous Leadership with Dr. Tracy Jones. Hi, everyone. Our guest today is Carol Kammerer. Carol is an author, a speaker. She's a LinkedIn expert. She's an executive branding expert, and you are going to love hearing what she has to say about paying the price of leadership. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Tracy Jones. Thanks so much for tuning in to our Leaders on Leadership podcast, where we pull back the curtain on leadership and talk to tremendous leaders from all over the world about what it took them to pay the price of leadership. Today, I'm so excited to welcome my guest. Her name is Carol Kemmerer. And Carol is an internationally recognized executive branding expert, speaker, and author of the award-winning book, LinkedIn for the Savvy Executive. Carol creates powerful brand messaging for senior executives and their companies to increase their visibility, their influence, and ability to steer their future. She is a member of the National Speakers Association and certified as a virtual presenter for eSpeakers. Carol presents on communicating personal brand and presence online. Carol, thank you so much for being on my podcast. It's so great to be with you. Thank you so much for inviting me. You are so welcome. And for our guests out there, the people you meet and the books you read, my father always said, so I joined this group about a month and a half ago called the C-Suite Network. And Carol was one of the ones that I immediately connected with. She reached out to me. You're going to hear that she's a LinkedIn expert. And just we've been in each other's spheres ever since then. So Carol, I'm thrilled to hear what you share about your career and everything that you've done. Thank you. Thank you. I am delighted to. The C-Suite Network has been good to us so far. And it has been. been. Yeah. I'll let her, I won't get ahead of myself with all your cool LinkedIn stuff, but Carol will share at the end what her engagement is with that and her book. It's a tremendous book, a remarkable book. But first, Carol, it's not all books and song and and roses and C-Suite Network. Being a leader is tough. And my father wrote a book or gave a speech called The Price of Leadership many years ago. And it's one of the speeches that has been the most often requested. I think it's the one he gave the most. Mm -hmm. He loved leadership, but he also really was very pragmatic. And then he talked about, hey, leadership is wonderful, but it's also very tough. And there's a price you're going to have to pay if you truly say that you're going to be leading people. And the first price he talked about was loneliness. And that's not something, I mean, we hear it's lonely at the top and we kind of laugh. But can you explain to our leaders listening what it meant for you to be lonely as a leader when you experienced loneliness, maybe share a story and maybe some words of encouragement for some of our listeners that may be in that season of loneliness right now? Absolutely. So it's almost hard to talk about. In 2011, it was like the nadir of my whole existence. The world just died for me in 2011. So I had been working as a marketing communications person for a Fortune 500 company, and I'd been working with them for 20 years. So it was my only client. They kept my inbox really, really full. And all of a sudden, 
the phone stopped ringing and I couldn't understand it. Mm. So I began to call my clients. I would get on the other end, the person you have reached is no longer working for the company over and over again. So I called someone higher in the company. I said, is something happening? And he said, oh, Carol, didn't anyone tell you? So what had happened, of course, was that the company had undergone economic downturn Mm -hmm. and they did what many companies do, which is to outsource whole departments. And they outsourced the marketing communication department in both the divisions that I supported. And that meant I had no clients. My friends were out of jobs. I had no pipeline at all for my work. Mm-hmm. I was done. My whole network with, for 20 years had been within that company. And so I needed to recreate myself in order to ever work again. Obviously, something new had happened. And I began to study LinkedIn because I knew I needed to build a new network that was not within that company. And I wanted to showcase my personal brand in a way that would draw people to me because I was not used to picking up the phone and doing cold calls. My work just came from the sky. It was, you know, it just always came. My pipeline was well lubricated. It was just, you know, it was, I had never had to reach out in that way. Well, not never, but I just wasn't used to it. So I began to find the most marvelous things about LinkedIn. I found that you could really get to know people from all over the world that would be honest to goodness, real colleagues People that you communicate with daily, who you might never, ever meet in person because they live in a different country or a different part of the country, but people that you could follow and they would follow you. And there could be that magic of collegiality. I found that you could really communicate in almost any way you wanted to on LinkedIn with regard to your personal brand. And while I was learning all of this, I was was working really hard to listen to every podcast, go to every webinar, read everything I could about this platform. I was learning these marvelous things and I reached out to my former clients because they were all out of work. Mm -hmm. They were all hurting. And I would say, let me help you with your profile because you will find this is really impactful. Mm -hmm. You will find that you will get better traction. So I was giving at the same time that I was hoping to find my own new job. And it wasn't very long until they started referring their friends to me, people that I didn't know. And all of a sudden I'm realizing, oh, I have a new area of subject matter and expertise. I have a new market niche for myself. So what I would say about my period of loneliness was that even though I was hurting, I reached out to others who were hurting and together we made things better. Mm -hmm. When you are lonely is not a time to cut yourself off resources. I found resources 
both across the world and right in my backyard. I just reached out to people in various ways to share what I was learning so that they could find the value too. And through that sharing, I found a new me. And this period of loneliness was, it was a very pivotal period. It's a very painful period to remember that feeling of, well, loneliness and abandonment and all of those things. You know, it, it feels really bad to find that after 20 years, nobody bothers to tell you that you don't have a, a place in, in their organization. And of course, you know, they'd had no reason I know. to call me, but it, it was hard. Yeah. It was hard. But what I found was I found my that I have a voice that's mine, that my voice can shine my branding brilliance on mm-hmm. products, but now it also shines branding brilliance on people. And that's yeah. what I'm doing. I'm doing the people part. And it's so much fun. I work with C-suite executives and senior level leaders because they need the level of excellence that I bring to their Mm -hmm. text Mm -hmm. and their branding. I love that. And she did it for me. Check out my LinkedIn profile. She got right in there. I love it. But yeah, I love that you were really transparent about the fact that you spent 20 years there. That's longer than a lot of people are married. And all of a sudden, but I tell people, it's a job. You know, you're going to leave and they're not going to ever remember you. But I mean, I love that you talk about, we've had several other leaders talk about connecting that we're we're with companies for a long time. Me, every three years I change. So Mm -hmm. I know not of this longevity people talk about other than being in a tremendous leadership for 12 years. That's the longest I've been anywhere in my entire life. So they were talking about, hey, you got to realize if you're in one company for a long haul, you need to really create a network outside of your company. Right. When you're gone, you're gone. You're not part of them anymore. Right. And right. so it's so important. And I love that, you know, you talked about the cure for loneliness is don't be alone. Get out there and reach yeah. out. I love that. No, I love it. That, yeah. That's beautiful because you, you, you know, sometimes loneliness is, well, you see the vision nobody else does. So you go through that transition time. Right. But here, and this really happened with the panic, pandemic for speakers. Hello. Sure. Guess oh, what? yes. Yes. What are we going to do? You're a lonely speaker when you don't get to travel and go. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. 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 I love yeah. it. Oh, thank you, Carol, for your insight. Yes. That's that, yeah. absolutely brilliant. Okay. So the next thing my dad talked about was weariness. Yes. And you know, so we've talked about this with C-Suite. It's, it's refreshing. But I mean, it's tough out there because sometimes we're pouring into things that don't materialize or people that are just takers or it's just, I mean, it's tough to get up every day and fight the good fight. But can you talk to me about what weariness means to you and how you combat weariness and stay refreshed? Okay. So for me, as a solopreneur, I am both the strategy person and also the person that executes. Now, this is good in some respects. I found that when people treated me as an order taker, I didn't like that at all, that I can do any task that needs to be done if I have set the strategy, because I know that every little piece fits in the strategy and every piece has meaning, whether it's fun or not. (laughs) But it's hard sometimes to be alone in your business. And so one of the things that I am working hard on is identifying things that I can delegate to others Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and finding the others to delegate to. That's kind of scary when 
you're used to being all in control and all of a sudden you need more help, but will the person that you choose represent you well? Mm. So right now, what I have done is find technology that is helping. And so that's very exciting. And also I did delegate my least favorite thing. And that was invoicing and taking care of my finances. So I have not only a QuickBooks account, but somebody else whose job it is to take care of it. Oh, it is. It is. The other thing that is so much fun is that QuickBooks allows you to have people just auto send money to you from their account to yours. Oh my goodness, that's fun. (laughs) It's like, oh, money is here. Yeah, that's a cure for weariness, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. So other things that I do to cure weariness, I walk. That is really refreshing to me. I have friends that I talk to and make sure that I stay in touch with because when you lose your friends, you've really lost your life. Yeah. So loneliness, weariness. The next one, and you mentioned the word earlier, abandonment. But my father, you know, it has that negative connotation, but he used it in a sense of we need to stop thinking about what we like and want to think about or do or conversations and focus on what we ought and need to, which yes, sounds very much yes. like what you did in 2011. I mean, I like a good crisis because, boy, you get really clear on the conversations you need to have and the ones you don't need to have. So absolutely, how do you stay focused? How do you abandon and stay focused on you? It's very interesting. I have an incredible attention span. But sometimes getting started is hard. The procrastination is something that I need to work with because once I start, the work is so engaging that it continues. So what I have to do is just say, okay, we're only going to look at emails just a couple times a day. Mm-hmm. I deliberately close lots of things. I close LinkedIn. I close my email. If I'm not waiting for okay. a message for somebody, I close it down so that I can concentrate because you see a little message float through and you go, oh, important. Well, you know, it's not so important that you have to wander from what right. you're doing. Right. So the things that I abandon are the things that catch your eye, the shiny things, you know, whether it's email or phone or whatever. It's like, if I'm here with you, I'm here with you. And if I'm working, if I'm writing, that's the job for today. Yeah. I mean, that's really great advice. And to close it down, I love that. And then interesting that getting started is the top thing for you. If you figure out, do you think if once you get started, if you really have picked the right thing to focus on, that it just naturally kind of pulls you along? Okay. Yes. Yes, it really does. Okay. Do you think if you kind of start to fade out that maybe you need to rehone your focus? We're, we're oh. only working through this on singularity, on, on getting clear. Sure. I often find myself, if I find that, you know, I'm gung-ho. I, see, I'm always, start, I could start a new thing every second of every day. My <laughs> thing isn't getting started. My thing is getting focused. Sometimes I find if I start drifting on my focus right away, perhaps I need to go back and recalibrate or delimit what I'm focusing on because otherwise it's too broad. And I love that you close stuff down to keep yourself really right. focused. Right. 
Well, that sounds like a good strategy. One of the things that I find is that when I'm trying to write something new, when I'm creating, I need to crunch something. So first I try raw almonds and get back to work. If that isn't sufficient, then I get myself a bunch of baby carrots and I really crunch so that I don't know, it's just part of it. And what I am trying to do is to make sure that the things that I crunch are not deleterious to my overall (laughs) nutrition. (laughs) So the things that I've picked are just fine. I never heard that before. Well, but I'm like that too. That's why I'm a popcorn, no salt, no butter. But I mean, I'm just, uh, if I'm writing, I have to be, yeah, yeah, I have to be, that's why I got that skinny pop because I'm oh, like, yeah. okay, just here, here's a hundred calories, just do this. But I mean, I'm very much like that. If I'm thinking, I immediately get the urge to, and I never thought about right. it. I'm a cruncher too. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is interesting. I just know that that's part of me. And so I have these strategies for making sure that it's it. not a harmful part of me. And you've developed your strategy too. <laughs> well, I like that because some people are like, well, I put on music and I'm like, oh Lord, if I put on music, it's oh, over. I don't know right, what's going right. on. Yeah. But I mean, the crunching, that, that's, sure. I love that. That's, yeah, it's part of my strategy. Popcorns, my dentist isn't happy about it. He's like, can you just lay off <laughs> those old maids? I love, I love crunching on them. But yeah. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, okay. So Carol, we talked about loneliness. We talked about weariness. We talked about, thank you for sharing your strategies for abandonment. So the last point we're talking about is vision. And my father always said that vision is nothing more then seeing what needs to be done and then doing it. So can you share with us, I mean, you talked about 2011, but I mean, now everybody's at home focusing on LinkedIn, but how do you keep gaining clarity for the next great thing that is going to define Carol? Okay. So to keep my vision strong, especially during this COVID period, I have used silence Mm -hmm. as a way to really inform myself where am I going? What do I want to do? It used to be that I would jump out of bed and turn on the Today Show and listen to that while I was getting my makeup on. And then I would go and eat and I'd have more talking at me. And anytime I was preparing food, I would have the TV on. And whether there was anything you know informative to watch or not, I would be listening, listening, listening always double tasking with the listening and doing something else. Now I have silence. I get up. I don't turn anything on. The things that I was turning on were bringing bad news. It's not that I have no news in my life, but really do I need to start my day that way? So instead, before I jump out of bed, I'm thinking about what are my intentions for the day? As I'm putting on my makeup, I'm thinking, what is the number one thing that must be done today? What is my number one? And then what are the other things that would be nice to accomplish around my meetings and et cetera? I'm taking time to listen to me instead of going to an exercise class and listening to a lot of music and being in community. I'm spending time walking in my neighborhood. I'm spending time connecting with the world around me, the physical world, hearing the birds, and giving myself time to process. One of the things that always listening to other things 
robs us of is time to process our own thoughts. Mm -hmm. If we're so busy with our meetings and we fill up all of our empty spaces with someone else talking, we can't ever hear what we want to say to ourselves. There's no time. And so I've given myself the gifts of time and silence to really focus. I'm also enjoying reading and visiting with friends and all of that. But I think one of the biggest things that I've changed since COVID is to reduce the input of mindless yammering. Not that the Today Show is not a lovely show. It is, but I just can do without it. And I'm so glad to do without it. Yeah. Well, that's kind of part of your abandonment. You realize this is something that I don't need anymore. Yeah. Right. right. I love it. Boy, and hasn't this been a beautiful time to do that the past Oh, day? yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Really? I mean, I, I think it really kind of let people know, wow, you just don't need all this going on all the time. So yeah. Uh, I, well, the news is such very downer stuff right now. You yeah. know, maybe it always is, but when you're afraid for your life, you know, it's like, okay, let's not have that in our face from the beginning of the day. Really? I know. So, I know. I love that. Yeah. I lo- talk yeah. about a vision killer. Excellent. Well, Carol, yeah. is there anything else? So we covered loneliness, weariness, abandonment, vision. Is there anything else that you would like to share with our leaders out there as far as your journey, what you were encountered or, or some truths or anything you want to leave them with? So one of the things that I think is important is that we should realize that we are all bigger than whatever job it is that we're doing right now. I love that. Okay. The reason that that is so important is that the jobs that we're doing right now can disappear. And for some of us, they have, especially for those people who are not currently able to work in in their job. The notion that you are bigger than the job that you held can be really helpful. We all have skills. They don't have to be used in the same way over and over again. We can use our skills in such different ways and we can reinvent ourselves. That's what that period of loneliness did for me. It was my time to reinvent myself and to realize that I was bigger than the jobs that I was doing. I could do more. That I was a writer, not just of material that someone else told me needed to be written, but I could generate things that I thought were important to be told. So I was able to write my book, LinkedIn for the Savvy Executive. I also write every month an article about LinkedIn, how to use it graciously, how to use it effectively. And now I've added in this last year, I added a post every Monday called hashtag little LinkedIn lesson. That is just such fun. I usually take a slide from one of my presentations and I just talk about one concept. So I put up the slide as my image And then I just share about why this is important. So it's just a little bite, uh, a little LinkedIn lesson. It really is fun to envision my material in different ways. 
you know, it's like, well, hey, you can learn lots of things about LinkedIn. We can see, well, what's under this button? <laughs> what could you do with that? <laughs> right, right. Well, so, I love that you, yeah. you hone in on that because leaders, people get burned out on social media. Yeah, I understand. But LinkedIn is a phenomenal tool. And it's it really last, is. Like podcasting, it really is. it's kind of last yeah. fashion of, listen, this, it's for professionals. It's for leaders. Right. And there's so much right. great stuff out there and great connections. Absolutely. Like you said, I even noticed since I tweaked my profile, different things I'm getting coming in, different messages, different everything. So yeah, the greatest things you can use. So I'm so glad. It really is. Little LinkedIn lessons are probably making people's lives completely different. Yes. Well, it's just fun. And I just enjoy being able to share this material. When you write a long form post or an article on LinkedIn, it doesn't get necessarily a whole lot of views. You know, people don't like to consume long things, but oh my goodness, when somebody says, oh, I'm having such a hard time with people that I don't want to hear from showing up in my inbox and I go, oh, well, let me send you my article about that. (laughs) And so I have a whole compendium of things that can answer kind of any question and when a new question comes up, I'm going, oh, that's what I'll write about for next month. So, that. Perfect. Yeah, listen to the people and what they're experiencing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how do people get your book? Tell us the name of your book again and where people can pick it up. Okay. I know I got my copy. All right. So the book is called LinkedIn for the Savvy Executive. You can find it online at Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. And you can also find me in every place if you know how to spell my name. Now, this is a tough one. So, Carol, that's the easy part. No E on the end, just C-A-R-O-L. That's great. The last name has twice as many letters as it needs, Kemmerer. So, it's K-A-E-M-M-E-R-E-R. And if you know how to spell my name, you can link in. Connect with me on LinkedIn. You can find my company page, which is carolcamera.com. And on my company page, I don't post other people's material. I only repost my own articles and my own little LinkedIn lessons and my podcasts, (laughs) things that I am speaking at. So you'll see all of my stuff there. And then my website is carolcamera.com. So Spelling my name is really important, but after you've got it, you've got got, a connection to me. I love it. Right. I love it. And for our listeners out there, we will put the links at the bottom of this, all the different links so you can follow it, click on, and and in case you you didn't catch the spelling of that. So yeah. Excellent. Excellent. You are tremendous. Thank you so much. Tremendous Tracy Jones. I I appreciate it. I just thank you so much for the insights you shared. Really some great timeless truths about what it takes. And I love your authenticity. What you shared is what we all go through, but that's okay. Yes. As my dad used to say, the job doesn't make you, you make the job. So wherever you land yes. leaders out there, it is a time of transition. It'll be okay because it's you. And wherever you go, you right. bring you. And so that's thank right. you for reinforcing that truth to us. Yes. It really is so important for us to realize that we are bigger than any job that we hold. I love that. Absolutely. Well, listen, to our tremendous listeners, if you like what you heard, 
please hit the like and the subscribe button. Do us the honor of a five-star rating and be sure and send us a note. Carol answers all the time. She and I, I watch her. She watches me. We are very active out there. And please check out her site, pick up her book, do her the honor of a review too, and follow her podcast as well. So to our tremendous listeners out there, thank you so much for paying the price of leadership. Have a tremendous rest of the day. Thank you for listening to Tremendous Leadership with Dr. Tracy Jones. Find out more about Dr. Jones at www.tremendousleadership.com. If you've been ignited by something you heard in this episode, let us know by leaving a review for Tremendous Leadership wherever you listen to podcasts or by sending us a message through www.tremendousleadership.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.